You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 219, Parenting and Pleasure with Sex Coach Tilly Storm. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is a little different. It's a little spicy. Sex and pleasure are often taboo topics for moms because they can bring up a lot of embarrassment, shame, and awkwardness. And yet, When you can learn to be more in touch with your sexuality, you can develop a better relationship with yourself and a more enjoyable experience of life. In this interview, we talk about pleasure as a feminine superpower and how getting in touch with your sexual side can give you more energy and even make you a better mom. But before I introduce my guest to you, I want to remind you that if you've been on the fence about coaching with me, or if you've been wanting to set up a consult call and just haven't gotten around to it, this is one of the best times to sign up because first, it's October. And when you sign up to work with me during the month of October, I'm going to send you a birthday box of goodies in honor of my birthday month. Second, we're approaching the holidays. And we all know that the holidays can be stressful with a lot of family drama. How amazing would it be for you to have the tools to get through the holidays without the drama and have someone there to support you through any obstacles or challenges that arise. I promise you that the holidays this year can be what they're meant to be, peaceful, calm, joyous, filled with gratitude. Apply for your free call with me by going to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and get on my October calendar. Okay, my guest today is Tilly Storm. She's a holistic sex and intimacy coach for elite leaders seeking to prioritize their pleasure and relationships. She's the host of the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast and has been recognized as one of the top 20 sex coaches in the world by the Coach Foundation. Tilly is on a mission to reimagine how society views sexuality, merging ancient sexuality practices with modern healing and integration modalities to support leaders in having the best sex of their lives and manifesting the life of their dreams. As a certified sex and intimacy coach, Tilly uses deep transformational tools and techniques inspired from the Taoist and Tantric arts, somatic healing, psychotherapy, and a variety of coaching modalities to support high-achieving men and women to experience epic sex and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond. So let's get right to it. Here's my interview with Tilly Storm. Tilly Storm, first of all, what a cool name. Thank you. (laughs) I love your name. Um, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. So Tilly, tell us about you and your family and um, how it is that you became a sex coach. Okay, great. Well, right to it. Well, yeah. I am a holistic sex and intimacy coach, and I have two boys. They are 12 and 14. Uh, No matter what anyone says about teenagers, it's probably not as bad as you think. 
I'm having a blast, by the way. They're oh, all- that's so good to hear. <laughs> yes. I have two teenagers too. Mine are 13 and 16. So and it's just the best. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I grew up in a very religious environment. I grew up Southern Baptist and I had a lot of guilt and shame around my body and sexuality, you know, uh, and that religion, we weren't encouraged it's not like my parents said I couldn't go to dances or anything, but we weren't encouraged to dance for sure. Couldn't have a boyfriend until I was 16. It was very much like, you know, this isn't something that we engage in and our family and in our life, you know, pleasure, sex, ah, that's for when you're married and only when you're married, when you want to make a baby sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I ended up getting married when I was 20 and having my first baby at 23 actually had him unassisted, uh, a home birth, which is, oh, wow. yes. Uh, and this, this was like before people even started really doing that, right. This was back in 2008 and it, you know, it's more popular now, but back then there weren't many people doing this, but I had actually been in school to be an OBGYN. I wanted to be a gynecologist obstetric uh, doctor. And I just never got the grades, honestly. Like I could, learn all the things, but the standardized test was terrible at them. So I was like, okay, different career path. But I was so glad I had that training because it really got me to see, you know, like, okay, this is not how I want to do things. This is how I do want to do things when I have kids. So his birth, my 14 year old's birth really changed everything for me. It was kind of like the catalyst to figure out who I am to learn about myself, learn about my body, because that birth experience literally changed everything I thought I know to be true about pleasure, about sexuality, about my body, that I could trust it, that my body knew what it was doing and how could that Mm. possibly be bad. So it just kind of like turned my whole entire belief system that I got raised in on its Mm. head. And I was like, okay, well, this is no longer true for me. And this is, and I don't know what that means yet. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I'm just curious, since we're talking to an audience of moms, What do you wish the messages had been? What do you wish your your mom or your parents had told you or communicated to you about your body, about sex, all of it? Oh, this is I, this is literally like one of the first things that I have women do is I I have them rewrite a narrative about what they wish mm-hmm. they had been taught about pleasure and sex. So I That's love that great. you're saying this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for most women and myself included that we would have been told your body is so wise and so intelligent. It's not just this hunk of meat that, you know, that you're subject to living in the rest of your life and you have no control over it or any of these things that your body, you were born to birth babies. You were born to do this. So you don't really need to question it. Just trust, trust that if you can tune into yourself and listen to your body, it knows what to do, but you got to listen, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I wish they would have told me that pleasure was like the most amazing superpower that women have, that it's like a, it's our connection to creativity to our own genius in the world, to more energy. My God, all the moms, if they knew how to connect with their pleasure, they, would, they wouldn't they would be sitting here being like, oh, I never have any energy to do anything. I'm so overwhelmed all the time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So just that it was like a, that we were made for pleasure and we we're completely worthy and deserving of it. It's not just something that's for your partner or you know for the men in your life, that it's for you to benefit from. 
So that's what I okay. wish I would have told. <laughs> I love that. And what do you communicate to your sons about all of this? And what do they think about, about what you do <laughs> being teenagers, right? You know, I, this, it's quite funny because actually my 14 year old is my podcast editor. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. And sometimes I wonder, like, I wonder what he is picking up on and learning here. You know, it's not like he's going through everything with a fine tooth comb. He's literally just doing the job, but of course he's going to hear pick up on some things. So, uh, you know, we have a really open conversation. There's nothing that hold back. There's anything that they have a question about, I just answer for them. And here's my thing. Okay. Once a year, ever since they were about eight years old, what do you want to know about your body? Or when you hear about sex, when do you want to know about it? And I just Mm -hmm. ask them flat out and then they'll ask me. And that way I know that they're only getting the things that they're ready to hear. Uh, And that feels really good to me and it's worked for us. So, you know, um, making sure that they knew their body parts and could name them appropriately Mm -hmm. and accurately, uh, that's something that you should be teaching your children early, early on. Uh, not just for, you know, sexual abuse issues, you know, if that becomes a thing, like how could they even tell you if they don't even know what the name of the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just so that they feel, okay, it's a thing. It's it's a body part. It's just like anything else. Um, it's just like an ear, you know, you have a vagina, you have an ear, okay? So it's right, right. Uh, taboo to have a vagina. You're a girl and, that, you know, there it is. So that's what it's called. Um so, yeah, I mean, we just have a very open conversation about it once a year and I just dish them. It's usually we just go on a walk and we talk about it and I tell them what they have questions about or what they want to hear, you know, and it's just yeah. really- so it's not like a very serious sit down, like face to face. Kids don't respond well to that. So if they're engaged in some other kind of activity, like walking or playing mm-hmm. a game or whatever in the car, it's much, much easier for them to open up. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, so you were talking about how you came to coach women. So, but I interrupted you. So continue with that. I started in birth work because I really, uh, my second birth uh, was very different. I had a preemie who was born at 34 weeks and uh, I did go to the hospital for that. And I had the most amazing natural birth with him in a hospital, which to me was just like the worst case scenario, but, um, it was really empowering. And that's when I got inspired by birth. I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter where you have your baby. You can, as long as you feel empowered and that you're in your agency about the choices you're making and, you know, you can take responsibility for them, then right on woman, you know, (laughs) it doesn't matter what the setting is. So I started working as a midwife apprentice and a doula at a birth center in Louisiana where I'm from. And uh, I did that for seven years. And I learned very quickly that women often struggled with their sexuality, feeling like a sensual sexual woman after having kids. Uh, and it was my friends were experiencing the same thing. It's kind of funny because I didn't, I, at this time I had already done a lot of work on my sexuality. I had learned the Dallas shade egg practice. I had taken some Tantra classes and courses. Um, I had done quite a bit already and already had like this miraculous transformation from feeling like really awkward, shy, embarrassed in my body to, and only being able to have an orgasm in one way to becoming multi-orgasmic, feeling like I could totally own my body, 
And I noticed all these other women were struggling, but with more of a, a different thing, more around like they just didn't want it at all. Uh, they weren't interested in sex, that this was like a freaking epidemic of women just like not wanting it. There was a couple that were fine, but uh, the majority of women really, really struggled after having kids. And then so what my- do you think that's about? Like why, why all of a sudden do they just not desire it? Is it because they're too tired after having a baby or they just feel like moms shouldn't have sex? What? Tell me, what what have you found? There is a biological component to it. And Mm -hmm. that biological component is really keeping you from having another child too soon. So there Mm -hmm. is a bit of a hormonal thing with it, Mm -hmm. but that only lasts a certain amount of time. But for many women that one year postpartum to two year postpartum, they will naturally come out of that. Libido is the ability for your hormones to respond in a way that actually makes you feel horny, turned on, wanting sex, right? Uh, Desire is like the emotional component. Like, well, okay, yes, I have the ability to feel turned on, but do I actually feel connected to my partner? So for women early postpartum, you do have that biological component that's keeping you from really wanting it. But after a certain amount of time, that's no longer a thing. And then they'll go off and think, oh, well, it must be my hormones still. And most of the time it's not. What it becomes is an issue with desire, Mm -hmm. which is completely different than Mm -hmm. hormonal makeup. So this is where I really help women is like how to get their desire back, how to get their mojo flowing again and get that back, that that spark back. Feeling like a woman after having kids because it can feel all consuming at first, right? But yeah, that initial period is like, okay, let's get back with it, right? <laughs> like, Tell us how do we do it? So how do we how do we create more desire? Yeah, well, there are several things with uh, the life transition of birth itself that tend to push up some things from our shadow. Okay, uh, any big life transition, so birth, death in the family or someone you're a loved one, you know, um, a marriage, a divorce, Mm -hmm. any big life transition usually brings up a bunch of stuff, (laughs) a bunch of baggage. Mm -hmm. The baggage that tends to come up is the fact that most of us were raised in really terrible, with really terrible ideas about pleasure and sex in the first place. So When we're talking about how do we get the desire back, what it really looks like is diving into, well, okay, if I want to feel desire, but I'm not, what did I get taught about desire? What did I get taught about pleasure? And Mm -hmm. starting to have to question your conditioning. So your conditioning is a big part of it. So if we all got raised with negative sexual conditioning, uh, this huge life transition will often make you question, well, is that even true for me anymore? And okay, a lot of- so the first part, what I hear you saying is that we have to look at how we were raised, what the messages were that we got growing up and how we're continuing to believe those things now and, and possibly question them and change them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, okay. here's, here's a really common scenario. Okay. You're six years old and you're starting to explore your vulva and your body as many six-year-olds do, okay? Mm-hmm. And you like, oh, wow, that feels really good when I do this thing, right? And then your parents come in and they see you doing this thing and they're like, oh, honey, no, 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 we don't do that. Right. And Or more likely it's, what are you doing? 
stop that. Don't do that. Right. It's a little bit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, neurons that wire together, fire together. So if this is your, if you're experiencing pleasure and you're feeling this pleasure in your body as an innocent little six-year-old that just doesn't know any better and your parents come in and they shame you and say, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? No, you can't be doing that. What is that wiring? It's wiring, oh, my pleasure is something to be ashamed of. You know, mm-hmm. the nerve that actually produces orgasm from the clitoral, orga- clitoral orgasms is called the pudendal nerve. Do you know that the origin of that word is shame? The shame nerve. <laughs> wow. Yes. So we have all of this emotional baggage and wiring, like negative wiring that we're often not even aware is affecting us in any way, shape or form. So when we're looking at, well, why don't I feel desire anymore? A lot of times it's because we have so much negative emotional um, charge around our desire at all of like, well, I'm a mom now. I can't be sexy, right? Uh, Or maybe if your mom was really shut down and disconnected from her body and sexuality, and that's what you grew up with. then when you become a mom, even if you were super sexual before, you might think that, well, that's just what moms are. Right. So yes. Yeah. Questioning oh. the <laughs> so fascinating. Yeah. Because I was just thinking about how, you know, well, women are super sexual before they become moms and what happens, but it's like so unconscious. It really is. Yeah. Um, And this is why I have a lot of really high level people like therapists work with me, doctors work with me because they've, they've done this. Like, even if they've experienced sexual trauma in the past, which most women have, um, even if they've done regular cognitive behavioral therapy or like processed it on a thinking level, it's like, well, there's a whole different, there's, there's a whole nother level of feeling amazing, empowered in your body and sexuality and confident in your body and sexuality that that is never going to touch. And this is kind of where I take people to, into the embodiment of feeling like, a, like you might know you're a sexual woman. You might know that it's okay to be a sexual woman and be a mom, but do you really feel that way? Mm-hmm. Most women will say, no, I don't really feel that I have the permission to be as sexual as I was before, for example, uh, or to be all of me sexually. And mm-hmm. that's garbage, right? <laughs> that's garbage. So that's where I help them really embody the truths that they know to be true about their sexuality and really feel them as true in their body and just release that conditioning and any trauma that they might still be carrying on a body somatic level mm-hmm. so that they can experience different types of orgasms, more pleasure, more desire, more turn on and feel really good about it and not like, you know, ashamed of it. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that? How do you help moms with the body part of it, with the embodiment and the, um, and, and I also know that you do this in a group setting. So, right. I don't know if you work one-on-one with people or if it's all group, but how do you help people. And especially if there's moms listening right now who are like, I don't know, I'm such a private person. That seems like it would be really embarrassing. Walk us through kind of how you help moms with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I work with high level women who want to do private mentorship, uh, you know, women and, you know, high level positions in their career. Of course, they want to remain private and discreet. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's that. 
for most women, they have, uh, we have a group program that, you know, it is about a, a bunch of women coming together to be able to talk about these things. Because I mean, really, where else do you have besides your book club, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> talk about sex and like, uh, really share what you're struggling with. Because most people don't want to talk about the thing that they're struggling with sexually to their friends. They want to talk about their awesome orgasm that they had last night or, you know, how their partner's so amazing in the bedroom or whatever. But they're not going to talk about the the things that aren't going right because there's so much shame around it. It's like, well, you know, most of us have this idea about relationship that it should just be good. And that if it's not good, well, maybe we're not meant to be together or something like that. But (laughs) anyway, okay. Well, what it looks like is, uh, fortunately we have two practices from ancient traditions called the Taoist Jadeg practice and Tantra that Mm -hmm. were two mystical traditions that actually involved someone's sexuality in a spiritual process. So they're some of the only two, and there are other mystical traditions, even in the Christian church, um, the Jesuit tradition is pretty mystical. Um, but most of the shamanic, uh, tantric, and Taoist traditions usually uh, had some sort of sexual practices that they would teach people. And, and these were the only traditions that didn't say, like, you have to give up your sexuality to be closer to God, right? Like, the Catholic church, you, you know, only if you're a man and then you have to marry God. And, you know, if you're a woman, you have to marry Jesus and, you know, you can't have a sex life. So these traditions are different in that they included someone's sexuality as part of the spiritual process. Mm -hmm. So fortunately we have these amazing traditions that pass down the jade egg practice, which is what I use with women and teach women because it is the most holistic practice that I can give a woman to really wake up her sexuality, to get her desire back, to get that mojo going again. And for those of you like, well, what the heck is that, Tilly? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I only know because I've, I'm looking around your website and so I know what it is now, but tell us, yeah, what is the jade egg practice? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an egg-shaped stone that you literally use in your vagina. And you do different squeezes, releases, breathwork practices with it. And you do like an intentional self-pleasure practice to train your body for sensate focus. So that means instead of being in your head all the time, thinking of your to-do list and sex, which is what most of you do, that Mm -hmm. you're actually learning how to experience pleasure from within your body. You're learning how to feel pleasure from inside of you instead of have to lean on a fantasy or, you know, or just be checked out and sex. So the jade egg practice is really the way that you wire your body, your brain differently to actually be embodied within your body and feel and experience pleasure from within Mm -hmm. and not from an outside source, which makes it, it's like a different world when you get there. (laughs) It makes sex go from yeah, this is fine. This, you know, five second little firework, whatever to like, yeah, Oh yeah. my God, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask you about all my single mamas who are listening. And, um, is this, I mean, obviously the jade egg practice is something that you do yourself. 
when you're single, you're actually in an ideal time to really work on your sexuality. You don't need a partner to work on your sexuality. And I think that's where we get to really change the conversation about this being like a partnered thing. Because mm-hmm. people have generally heard of sex therapy. Uh, and usually it means that you're both going and with, you know, if you're in a relationship um, to to go to therapy. But creating a self-sexual training practice is what is required to work through your own blocks and obstacles to pleasure. You don't need your partner to do that. (laughs) Awesome. Even if people are in relationships, which sometimes they are in my program, they're doing this solo on their own because they know that they have their own blocks that it's not their partner's responsibility to heal or work through that, you know, this is, this is my journey. This is something I got to get over because I have hangups around my sexuality not my partner. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So that was the jade egg practice is the first one. And then what was the second one? Well, Tantra is the other tradition that all of my work is very tantric in nature, meaning that I've got kind of a spiritual side to it. And there's an energy component to all of the work that I do um, because it is the next level. It is the next step to from traditional therapy. This is why I say like a lot of people who've been to therapy a long time, a lot of therapists themselves, a lot of OBGYNs and nurse practitioners, a lot of them are attracted to my work because they're like, oh yeah, this is, this is the next step. This is the next thing beyond what science has deemed, you know, this is how we get here. Right. But it can only take you so far, right. Feeling whole and empowered and amazing in your sexuality, learning how to manifest with your sexual energy, like create a business through your sexual energy. Like you're not going to learn that from your therapist. Right? <laughs> so, okay. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a spiritual component and, and I teach both. I teach the it's almost like it's every other week. So, and the group program that I do, it's every other week. The first week you have like the more scientific side of things. Like this is how you heal things from a scientific perspective. This is how you step into your sexuality and your power from more of a scientific perspective. And then the next week, it's more of like, here's the Taoist and the Chantric tradition. Here's what they say. And here's the practices that you do for that. And often these are the next, this is like the next level shit people are looking for is like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that exists. I didn't even know that was possible. Most women don't even know that they can have like at least eight different types of orgasms. They don't know that you know, about full body energy orgasms. Maybe they have heard of cervical orgasms or some of these experiences, but you're not going to learn that just by typing on the internet, how to have, you know, whatever, whatever. Cause it's not about a tip trick or a technique. It's about Mm -hmm. a level of embodiment Mm -hmm. to be an an activation of your energy body, uh, to be able to experience these types of cataclysmic orgasms and pleasure. So it is another level. And I've had many people be like, I'm really skeptical of this. I'm just going to say it up front. But when they're done with the program, they're like, oh my God, you were so right. Like, (laughs) really does work. (laughs) And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Wow. So how... How do we have these different kinds of orgasms? Like, I mean, I know we can't go into great detail, but... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, there's way too much. And I have a couple of episodes on the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast that talk about all the eight and go in depth about it. But um, really the short and sweet version is reclaim your sexuality first. 
if you feel guilt, shame, disgust, if you mm-hmm. have fear around your sexuality, if you don't feel empowered, if you're not sure what all of your anatomy is, if you can't name all your parts, if you have a lot of judgment about your fantasies, your wants and desires, if you're not sure what you even want or desire, if you've never had an orgasm before, you aren't even sure, reclaim your sexuality first. Okay. Second, once you've reclaimed it, this is like, I know my body parts. I know what I'm capable of experiencing. I've discovered some things that bring me pleasure. I know how to ask them. Okay. The next phase is expansion. So, okay, great. I'm feeling empowered and confident in my sexuality. And now I want to expand what's possible. What's possible is so much farther than what you even knew was possible. Clitoral orgasms are the tip of the iceberg, like literally. <laughs> the clitoris <laughs> is actually like the, the part right. that you see is actually just the tip of the iceberg because most of it's yeah. inter- um, so expansion means I'm becoming multi-orgasmic. I'm learning that there's actually different types of orgasms that I can experience, that there's all these new things that um, I can experience orgasms in different ways. And it's just a lot more easy. And I don't have to rely on a fantasy anymore to bring me pleasure or turn on or get me to orgasm that I can be completely in my body and out of my head and be so connected and present with it that I'm just like, there. <laughs> I am there and I'm having all the orgasms, right? So when mm-hmm. you the expansion phase is like you're becoming this, you know, orgasmic goddess, right? And then there's the last phase which is mastery. So mastery means like I am so activated, I am so turned on that I know how to manifest with my sexual energy, I know to heal how to heal any part of my body with my sexuality. I know how to drive energy to cultivate and store energy using my sexuality. So I never feel depleted or overwhelmed or stressed out anymore. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's. What do you mean heal your, heal? (laughs) What do you mean heal your body parts? What is that? Next level. Yes. You can take (laughs) orgasmic energy. This is very Dallas, very Dallas. So there are practices from the tradition where you learn to take sexual energy, but it's got to be activated and alive. Like you can't just, like you got to go through these first two stages first before you can get there. Uh, You take this activated sexual energy and this pleasure and you literally stream it into a part of the body to remove stuck stagnant energy from that body part. And this, it comes from the, the notion that pleasure is healing. Pleasure is healing to anything. Anytime someone is in a state of pleasure, it's re- they're relaxed, they're thriving, they're in a heal like a space of being able to experience healing. So when you become a master of your orgasmic sexual energy, you can and you, with your intention and focus take pleasure and sexual energy and literally send it to any part of your body that's in need of healing, and it will heal. I've done it. <laughs> That is crazy. I mean, with autoimmune disorders, I have a friend who's had, um, you know, all of it, the the lupus, the, Mm -hmm. what's the one from the ticks? What's that one called? Lyme disease. Lyme disease. Yes. She's had lupus. She's had Lyme disease. She's had all of it. Um, She also, she's a, she does what I do as well. And she healed all of that through pleasure, like just activating pleasure, sending pleasure to her entire body, to her nervous system, to her cells, to her DNA. Like it's possible. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So fascinating. (laughs) Sounds like you are a true master. (laughs) You're a true master. 
you mentioned earlier something about energy and like if moms are feeling they don't have a, a lot of energy that getting in touch with their sexuality can improve their energy. Tell us more about that. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. Yes. Because this is what most women will complain about is that right. number one, they either can't get out of their head or two, they just don't have any energy to care about sex or, you know, want to put in the energy to have sex. And then maybe it's not so great. And then why do it in the first place? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so energy and having an awakened energy body, having more energy as a mom, the first thing is emotional empowerment. So this means allowing yourself to feel all the feels. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I teach a whole nervous system practice to release emotions and at the nervous system level so that you don't feel controlled or consumed by or identified with your emotions. So if you're always overwhelmed, always stressed out, always tired, what do you what happens after so long of that? You begin to identify that with that. Or anxiety. Oh, I hear this one all the time. My anxiety, my anxiety. Stop saying that. Stop. <laughs> no, my anxiety. It is anxiety and it's an emotion that you are experiencing, but it is not you. You mm-hmm. aren't that. So there's yeah. a level of an emotional empowerment that we get to teach women that it's okay to feel these things. Welcome this experience. Accept it. Accept it. Yes, please, more. And then I teach them the process to transmute it and to move through it so they actually are available and open to pleasure because you already have all the access to all the pleasure and all the orgasms and all the energy in the universe. The only thing in the way of it is whatever you think is is in the way of it. So if it's the anxiety, the overwhelm, the stress, okay, I'll give you the tools to get past it, to move through it, let yourself feel the thing. And so it's kind of like a pot of crabs. When you're when you're boiling some crabs, you put them in the hot water and then they don't realize that it's getting hot, you know, and, and yeah. if you put a lid on it, it's like the boil, it starts to boil up and become overwhelming. And it's kind of the same way with our emotions. So if we just take the lid off and allow ourselves to feel the thing, it doesn't become so overwhelming, but you got to have some skills and like know how to deal with that, which is something that I teach. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, I like that analogy too, of the taking the lid off the pot. So tell us about how this, all these practices that you teach moms, how can it help them be a better mom? (laughs) How can it help them with their parenting? It's so funny because all of them are like, I like, some of them do this simply because they want to be better moms. I like, for real, like they'll sign up for this and do this because they're just like, I just don't want my kids to feel and learn the same things I did. And to be honest with you, I'm just like, you're doing, by doing this, you're doing the exact thing to ensure that doesn't happen. So people are always like, you know, how do I talk to my kids about sex? Like what you asked me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. work on your own shame and guilt around it. And then that that won't even be a question for me. It's never like, how am I going to talk to my kid about this thing? Right. It's just like a natural conversation because I don't have shame around it anymore. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Right. It's because when they, even when they ask the question, moms get all flustered and 
<laughs> don't know how to respond. And so right away, the kid's like, what is wrong? Like what, this must not even be a topic to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you, and that's one way to gauge whether or not you do have shame, um, unconscious shame, guilt, fear, or disgust around sex in the body is that if your kid asks you about it and you have, and you contract or you, or you freeze up, you're like, Oh my God. Um, this is because this is a, a nervous system freeze response. Your nervous system is literally like, <gasps> or if you're someone who tries to change the subject really quickly, that's a flight response, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, if you try it and like beat around the bush and like, oh, okay, he asks where babies come from. Now I'm just going to talk about this instead. Uh, this is your own body saying, yep, we don't like this. This isn't safe. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to put that process down and we're going to do something else, right? Uh, so that's just a sign that you have some unprocessed shit you need to move through. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have said this on the podcast before. I used to be a school counselor. And it was my job to do health education once a year with the middle school. And the parents would always say, oh my gosh, thank God you're the one teaching it to them because we don't want to. Yeah. Okay. If you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice as a new mom 14 years ago, what would it be? Mm, Trust yourself that no matter what craziness that's come up in my life. I I definitely had some ruptures in life. Um, Two long-term relationships that ended and moving a lot. I've moved a lot. Uh, These were really hard things, not just for me, but I'm sure with children, it was hard for them on some level. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I look back and I'm like, I couldn't have I could not have picked a better path for myself because I'm living my purpose. I know that what I'm doing is what I'm here to do with my life. Like there's literally no greater fulfillment. Like I am so confident and sure in that. And I never would have gotten here had those things not happened. Had I somehow at some level (laughs) chosen those experiences, even if they were really challenging. So just to trust that no matter what challenges that I was facing as a new mom, I mean, I started this business I was broke ass and debt, like so hard. Like, I mean, like with student loans and credit cards, my my ex-husband had actually gotten a DUI, lost his job, didn't work for an entire year. So we lived off of a credit card for an entire year. Like it was that bad. And then he never picked himself up. So I just had to leave the relationship. And it was like literally the most dire straits. <laughs> I started my business from that place and it was had I not just had this inner knowing and faith that this is what I'm here to do with my life, I am not giving myself an out. I would not be here today serving people at the level that I do and creating this massive change and transformation and facilitating that in people's lives. And it really just took that trust that, you know, yes, this is happening and it freaking sucks, but (laughs) we're going to get through this. So, yeah. It's all a part of a beautiful design to bring us to more of the truth of who we are. Mm, Beautifully said. Okay, so tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and what do you have to offer them? Yeah, so I have the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. That's my public podcast. If you, there's... I'm kind of, I think I'm at the same place as you are in your podcast. There's over 200 episodes. So if you want the short and condensed and sweet version of like the top five 
episodes that I could share with you, then you'll want to go download the five days to epic sex and pleasure training for high achieving women. This is literally like, you know, if I just had two or three hours with you, if I could tell you everything, that would be it. So you're not like having to binge 200 plus episodes of the whole Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. That's tilly-dorm.com to download the training. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else you would like to say before we end? (laughs) I think we've said so much already. (laughs) This is so out of the norm for my, for my podcast. My, my listeners are probably like, what is going on? But it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited because I just think that there's so much untapped pleasure that moms are missing out on. There um, is. And, yeah. and you're so worthy of it. And your kids is so worthy of you being there and, and having that for yourself. And everyone that I work with is just like, oh my God, like I'm such a better parent because what working on your sexuality really does is teach you how to be so present in life and so in the moment mm-hmm. um, because you're learning to just drop the goal, drop the to-dos uh, and you're just learning how to be in the moment. And that's really the benefit is that people who do sexuality work as moms are way light years more present with their children and more available for them um, because they don't have the guilt, shame, and the fear. And they can just be like right there with them, which is what your kids really need more than anything anyway. (laughs) Mm, Wow. All right, everybody go sign up for Tilly's stuff right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure, no pun intended. Um, Really, it was great meeting you. So thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.